As a preamble, I'm here with Eve Hanul, who is a prolific contributor to the Agile community and the originator of pair coaching. Uh, in 2011, Eve started his popular Who Is series, a weekly interview with an Agile practitioner. Eve has recently turned this into a LeanPub book entitled Who Is Agile, which is written in English and is being translated into German, Spanish, French, Russian, and Catalan. We're going to talk today about Eve's experiences as a writer using the Lean Publishing approach on LeanPub. And we'll also talk about ways we can improve LeanPub for him at the end of the podcast, since LeanPub is a lean startup and we're doing the customer development process. So Eve, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Um, so first of all, I want to ask you, how did you find out about LeanPub and what made you want to try it? Um... So I found out about the book from um, Laurent, Laurent Bossavit. Right. Um, I can't come up with the name. Uh, it, it's an English word that I, I'm not sure uh, how it's pronounced, so I will not even try. Um, but he wrote an interesting book about uh, ideas that are uh, generally accepted but are actually wrong or there is no scientific evidence for that. Right. And he, and he did that on, on LeanPub. Now, um, I was immediately attracted to the ID because I, uh, about a year ago or, or two years ago, I had an ID to try to write a book with lots of people about Agile games. Right. That completely didn't work out for, for multiple reasons. But one of the things I was trying to do there was writing it, at the same time creating a community, and next to that doing all the technical stuff for, for writing the book. Which was impossible to, to, to do all of that together. Um, <laughs> and, and when I found LeanPub, that was exactly what I needed. That was some, a company doing all the technical parts for, for doing such a book, which I believe is the, the right way to publish a book uh, in the sense that you publish it and then you, change, you find errors or you change something and you, you write a new one. I've been bugging and asking... Uh, agile authors for at least three or four years uh, about why don't they write their books in an agile way and lots of large agile writers told me it's not possible and you guys are proving it is yeah so thank you well thank you uh, that's basically you've summarized why we're making lean pub um <clears throat> so yeah actually okay so continuing along that uh train of thought so um So do you think that uh, when you started who is that, the Who is Agile book, did you have uh, – actually, let's, let's talk about the previous book you okay. tried. So um, before you used LeanPub with the other book, like you were going to build a system, like you were going to build a community uh, – try to create a community around the book as you wrote it. Um, mm -hmm. So with LeanPub, one of the things we've been thinking about is should we try to do more to facilitate community or – whether what we're doing is enough and authors get the community parts they need with their blog and Twitter. So do you have any? Oh, uh, I have been not really been thinking about that. Um, let, let first answer the, the first part about what, what did what I do with, with the, the book on, on the Agile games is right. that um, I, I think the, a lot of things were confusing at the time. There was not really a real... Um, what I say, goal, or we didn't have a common vision there. So, which is always something that is needed to to create together, to create something together. So that was part of the big problem that we had. Um, 
so so that's one big reason why it didn't work um there was there were others as well uh but that's that's a really big big thing uh so for for who is it it came who is agile started totally different in the sense that i had already these uh blog posts on my website which were cre- actually the questions i created in 5 or 6 minutes the first when i had the idea i i put that together and in in just a f- a few minutes I had some set of questions that I liked and, and that, that apparently a lot of people liked. So I blogged about it and very quickly uh, I got very emotional response from people really loving it. So, and by republishing every week something new, I had very quickly, uh, well, some people who, who were really in, in favor of what I had done there. So there was almost instantly a kind of community around it. Um, so, and that that helped, of course, for for if I wanted to publish something, uh, to go for and have a community. But in the, in the beginning, when I started with the book, it was just me writing uh, or converting the blog into into a book post. Right. Uh, but for people that know me in the community, know that almost everything I do, I try to turn into a community, whether I want it or not. It just happens. Right. So at one point, people were uh, a few. I, I'm not. English is not my my first language, so I make a lot of mistakes in English, and actually in my first language as well. well you, speak, uh, I'm you, not, you speak your second language or third better than many people speak other second or third languages, or even some people speak their first. Um, yeah, but speaking is is ra- probably rather okay, but writing I'm, I'm rather terrible. So a lot of people started uh, sending me, or a lot, a few people started sending me updates and saying, "Well, there's something wrong there. Or there's something wrong there." Uh, and I just, in in a real agile way, I just gave them full permission on Dropbox and and, and others, so they they could fix the errors that I was making. And so very quickly, I had two three people that were helping me out right. with with the layout, something about the pictures. I I somebody I had a question about pictures the right size, and I asked a question to someone in that had also a Leanpub book. And uh, he helped me out. And then somebody else came with another idea of maps and, and something like that. And then I realized that when I was in France last year, when I lived there in, in France, that most people in French, in France, they actually like to read in French and not in English. Right. So I, I started chatting with someone that I know has, has been translating a lot of English books just for pleasure on his blog or at least... Uh, creating kind of cliff notes from from these books, and he was interested in that idea. And from that, I, I started asking people if other people if if they wanted to translate. Uh, so that comes back to: Do we need more um, community support? Um, well, what what we do see is I, I can add uh, all the Twitter accounts for the all the contributors to the book to the editors and stuff like that, which is really nice. Um what probably would be nice if as as an extra feature is if, if that we could see uh who's tweeting about the book and some other stuff. Um it's I'm not sure if it's interesting for the community, but I know as authors and, and already a few people have uh, asked this on the on the mailing list and you guys have already responded to that, is the the fact that we could see 
how many people uh, download something in PDF or, or in Kindle? Yeah, yeah, we have to do the analytics better in terms of formats. Um, exactly. So, but I know that you guys are working on that. So that's an idea that you have. Um, one thing that I know that Amazon is is doing lately, which I like, is that there is an option in Amazon. Uh, I'm not sure how it works, but uh, there is a, an option that if in a Kindle I tweet something to to a tag that's called author, uh, automatically your or, or it's emailed or there is a some, somehow the author gets a notification about that. Mm. So that could be a nice thing to create community or link uh, for for readers to to do. Yeah, one thing uh, we were, with that. one thing we were thinking of doing is having like hashtags for every book. Um, like and putting that into the PDFs, like, um, so that like, I've seen one book, uh, a book on customer development actually had done that really well. Not a Lean Pub book, a different book, had done it really well, where they had sort of in the book built in sort of hey tweet this, and, and it had a hashtag, and um, if every book had a hashtag, you could have sort of a, that would be an incentive for like that would be an easy way for it to materialize on Twitter. Um, but yeah, no, I think that I think that would help a lot. Um, okay, so let's see. Um, in terms of Who is Agile, so what are your goals for the Who is Agile book? Like, I know you've been making a lot of progress on it. Um, like, are you? Do you think you're roughly mostly done, or halfway, or or what's what's your sort of vision for it? As uh, uh, actually, in my vision when I started, I'm almost there in the sense that I. T- this week, I will publish uh, 50 people or contributors or 51 or something like that. But my vision has shifted, of course. We're agile. Right. Uh, well, somebody created or Marcin uh, created a map of where the people are living in the book. And what I saw there is something I knew more or less, but I didn't know how, how bad it was, is that most authors were actually from Europe and from the U.S., and I thought, okay, it's, it, this is mostly what it is. But when I saw the map, I really realized how little other countries we had. So what I've been doing the last weeks is I've been inviting a lot of uh, people that were actually already in my backlog, uh, but I've been push, pushing them up front in my backlog so that they would actually uh, reply now and so that I can have answers for well, maybe not all countries in the world, but for a lot more countries than than we have right now. Which would mean that instead of publishing the first book with just 52... So I, I came up with the idea of 52 because that's that's one year of publishing, right? right. So, uh, so that was my idea. Uh, and then I would... I have already two, about 200 people in my backlog, but then I said, okay, then I create just a second book with the next and the next. Uh, but still, I don't like to have a book with uh, mainly people just from Europe and from the US. So I, I've been publishing a lot of people from, from different countries. Uh, it, it means that, I, I, well, I basically, I'm kind of ignoring the current people I already have. For example, from Belgium, the country I'm living in. I, I still miss two or three important people for the Belgian Agile community, but I'm ignoring them for this book because uh, I think we, we already have two or three Belgian people, so I think that's more than enough. Uh, so I, I really try to have more people from different communities because one of my goals for the book was to get to know people that I didn't know. Right. So it, it's not a book that is uh, who is who of... Uh, 
who is in who who are the people I regularly work with or something that it's really a way to know uh, to get to know much more different people and that's in that sense it has been a terrific year because of lots of people that I know from names but I've never worked with or I didn't even have email address that that are now in the book right no, that makes sense um actually I have a question about that so in terms of the book like tra traditionally like lots of what we found on lean pub is the notion of um when a book is done or not is sort of a, a hard thing to figure out uh like for example when you have a physical book you can't make it beyond like say six seven hundred pages without it being really annoying to read because it's too heavy um but we've had lean pub books that go over a thousand pages um <clears throat> and it's an interesting question about how long should a book be like should you should you split like if you have a topic such as this should you make one large book or should you make like yearly books or should you have you thought like have you what are you, i'm curious for your thoughts on on that like okay. what do you think the right thing to do yeah so so my like like i said my original idea was i would just cap it off at, at 52 which it was an arbitrary number but i kind of i kind of i can explain it yeah once a week uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. But now it's it's harder. So uh, and it's it's very tempting to oh I still have so I'm, I'm I think I have about eighty people that I now want to have in the book. Right. But then today I received another answer from someone and he proposes someone who who's in yet another country and I'm tempting like oh maybe eighty one and so then <laughs> then it makes it a lot harder. Um, I have already right now uh, about two hundred printed A four pages. Right. Uh, I have no idea what that would be in in small Kindle pages, but a lot. Right. Um, yeah, pages don't so make any sense on Kindle. Yeah, it, well, it, exactly. It's 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 then uh, numbers or whatever they points or whatever they call yeah. it. Um, but still, it's a lot. So if I know that I have only fifty, and with eighty, we'll probably end up with three hundred or four hundred A four pages, which is rather heavy book. Right. Um. But so that that's really I have been doubting. Do I really want that? But for me, it was important to have uh, a lot of diverse people in it. So well, I will stick to that. But after that, I definitely want to to stop. So that's why I think eighty will will be the maximum, uh, and and just create a, a second book. Right. Actually, just for random uh, suggestion, one thing we found, for example. Um, Back when Eric Reese, like we have Eric Reese's startup lessons learned on LeanPub, and what he did, what we had, we have his had his whole blog there. But what he did is he subsetted out like a year of his blog and then another year to make print books, so that you wouldn't have to print the whole thing. Um, and so we like like at one point on LeanPub, we were selling three versions of his book. We were selling like the entire thing, like which was called All Seasons, and then we were selling a season one and a season two, like so. The idea of like books are this book. A book is kind of like a collection of content, and you can like slice and dice it in a few different ways, and, and have those all being offered. So like you could, for example, have because like with the ebook, it's weird. Like if you th if you think about, let's say you have like ninety people in your book or eighty or whatever, and say that the comfortable amount to have in your hand when you're reading a printed book is like say forty or fifty. Then from a print perspective, it it's interesting to consider. You know, making like two books, but then the ebook is almost nicer to have it be one, so you can just search, like for searchability, like and other, and also for just completeness in terms of 
people not understanding well which one are they in so it's it's an interesting question it's uh, well with 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 the, as long as it's it's sold on lean pub um yes uh, it's it's easy to to keep it uh in in just one book um but one of the ideas is to also publish it on amazon because i know that uh if if i look at the books i'm buying for my kindle and this yeah. is something i've been blogged about earlier on where do I buy books on my Kindle? I buy books on my Kindle when I'm somewhere on the road, in a train, on a plane, or, or, or in an airport or somewhere where I don't have access to a computer. And so I go online using my Kindle and I directly buy a book. Mm-hmm. That That's just not possible with, well, it's only possible with, with Amazon, uh, unfortunately, well, with Apple as well, if, 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 you're, if you're on an iPad. Uh, but that that's just not possible for LeanPub to sell LeanPub books there. Right. So un- so unfortunately, uh, I need to cap it off at some point. And another thing, of course, is that for all the contributors in there, and and I, I think also the people who helped with with the book, it would be nice to have a physical version of the book. And for that, you have to cap it off as, as well at one point. Yeah. Um, so there will be a point where I will say this book is done. We'll finish it up and make sure that uh, we remove all the the problems that we currently uh, don't do, haven't solved yet, and then just go for a second second book. That makes sense. Um, okay, let's talk about pricing for a minute. I, I want I wanted to add one thing yeah? because uh, I was curious. You didn't mention one. You guys have an extra service that actually does grouping of books, right? You have um, next to LeanPub, you have an, another I don't oh, know service yeah. or website. <laughs> yeah, this is a this was this was the thing that we so we made a thing called Lean Bundle. Um, mm-hmm. It was one of those we have a little thing inside our company where if someone has an idea and they're willing to say this is doable in twenty four hours, like not not one like we're we're not in our twenties. Well, some of us are, but some of us are in our thirties. We've been married with kids, and um, twenty four hours doesn't mean one day anymore. But if something is, if you can build a minimum viable product in 24 hours, obviously supporting it means that it's a lot longer. But it's worth considering doing something as an experiment. So Lean Bundle is an experiment um, that we've created, primarily actually during customer development. One of our authors had a, he wanted to sell a bundle of his book with another book about uh, Node.js, and the other book wasn't a LeanPub book. And so for us, it was like. Well, LeanPub has to sell LeanPub books because readers expect all three formats. Mm-hmm. Right? And so we can't just sell some arbitrary PDF that someone has. And so we thought, well, and the idea of selling bundles is interesting. So that's why that's why we created Lean Bundle. So um, we're not really emphasizing it right now because it's sort of an experiment, and people some people find it and use it. But really, it's it's a it's it's at this point it's just a, it's an experimental product. Um, okay, but well, it's it's interesting to mention. Well, it's good to, that you mention it that it's not all, uh, limited to LeanPub books because oh, yeah, I yeah. thought it was. Yeah, I exactly. It was. It's it's actually arbitrary digital content. Like anything, okay. I could sell coupons for like for like for a sushi restaurant on Lean Bundle. Like it's it's like the sort of if you visualize like what would LeanPub be? What if LeanPub went and made Groupon? What would we do? Right, and that was okay. our sort of Lean Bundle idea. But we just the thing is is that we're a bootstrap startup, right? So we only have a certain amount of time of the day and there are things, for example, like fixing Dropbox syncing issues <laughs> and other things that we have to do. We have to make sure like lean lean pub is 
is the thing that we're betting on and right. and we really like and and we think that lean bundle is int- is an interesting sort of it's an interesting thing um but it's it's more interesting from a question for for questions around like things like business models and you know experimenting with with you know selling just arbitrary digital goods but that's a really that's a space that has every everything from like gumroad where you just sell an arbitrary link to you know it doesn't we don't really offer anything unique there i mean the the idea of a well except for the idea of creating a bundle with other people that you don't necessarily that you wouldn't like give them your credit card number and that's that's right. the that's the interesting idea of if you were if you and i wanted to make a bundle of our books we could do that and lean bundle would split the money and all that and so we'd be like we're sort of a, it's sort of a combination of a groupon plus plus like yeah, it's 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 an it's an experiment. If we, I wish I had infinite time. We could put a lot when you know an infinite money. We could put a lot of effort into it and see what happened. But right now, it's a sort of a, a little experiment on the side. Um, but but yeah, I, what I want to say is that I really like that because it it offers the possibility to, for example, we translate books uh, or the the Who is Agile will be translated like you say in a few languages. Right. There's actually more people that people are signing up, but it's uh, they're not busy yet, so. We've not uh, made any publicity, but I would want to have an offer to to say to people, well, you can actually buy the French and the English books together, mm. and and things like that. So it's it's nice to to have a way to to deal with that kind of stuff. So yeah. it it shows in multiple ways that you're you're agile. And okay, we 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 stick to our our goals for Lean Pub. We only sell the three versions, which I really like. That every book and your I saw multiple questions on the mailing list, people saying, oh, I want only to sell PDF or only Kindle. And you've been really kind of hard, but but fair, I think, saying, well, sorry, then you have to go somewhere else because that's not what we're doing, which is a good focus. But at the same time, you found a way around that you can say, well, if you want to sell it together with something else, that's how you can deal with it. So I like that. Yeah, we're trying to... We we believe in the lean startup and agile ideas very deeply. Um, it's it's a really interesting question, right? Like especially for because there's two types of books in the world. There's finished books and there's in progress books, right? And there's all kinds of ways to sell finished books. And lots of people are in a situation of I have a word document, it's done. Make this a book, please. And I mean, there's services like Book Baby. And other competitors that do that, and they charge fifty or sixty bucks, and I think they probably do a fine job. And so we're like, well, you know what? That's not really. We don't add anything unique there. And and converting a book, if you want to take a word document and make a PDF, going through Markdown is probably not the most intuitive thing in the world to do. Um, now, if you want to iterate, and if you if you want to iterate on a book, then then all of a sudden we add value, and then. So that's we we try to focus on the on the things we're good at and ignore everything else because we don't have time to focus on things we're not good at. Right, <laughs> exactly, and that that's that's a typical lean startup um, mentality, which I think you guys are are indeed very good at. Um, I've been throwing lots of ideas at you and 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 at at, at everybody at, at lean pub, I think, and. I, I can see that really that well if it, if it's an idea that has some merit and it will can be quickly solved and help a lot of things you will quickly do it but if it's an idea that might be interesting but you don't it's it's not really in your core values 
or not on your your roadblock right now, you will just just as well say, well, nice, but we're not going to do that, which is what you need to do. You need to focus. You need to to prioritize. And I think you guys are really good at that. Okay, so thank the, you. The danger. The danger. The weird thing is, there's a scary middle area that I found, and I, I'm curious actually to see how you deal with this, where we have the ideas that we know are outside of our core, what LeanPub is, and we can just say no to those. And then we have the things which are like, this is on fire, it's hurting an author, fix this today. And then everything in between, there's lots of good ideas that go into our backlog. And the problem is we use, we use Pivotal Tracker and it works fine for us. But our, our backlog is just growing and growing and just trying to prioritize a backlog. Like, I mean, it's full-time job. It's, it's hard. It's really hard, especially when you have like, only a few people and you're doing your, this is, you know, we're bootstrapped, right? So it's, we have to be pretty ruthless, but even still, we still, there's lots of things that are in our backlog. For example, when we were talking earlier in our conversation right now, when you're saying about, well, you'd like to sell the multiple language versions together and you're talking about Lean Bundle. I mean, to me, if there's a bunch of Lean Pub books that want to get sold together that are translations of the same thing, that should be something that's, I mean, it's one of it's it's one of those, you know. I just felt a little tug, right? Like, oh, there's a feature hiding there, which is like, should we support buying all the translations of a book, or buying, well, or, or or should we support multiple. arbitrary bundles of like I just like for example when you suggested, hey, I'd like to be able to buy other people's books with my royalties. It's like that's a fantastic idea, and I want to do that. And there's the nice thing about that one is there's a a business justification which is easy, which is like, hey, we don't take a PayPal PayPal cut twice, right? So you know, mm -hmm. that, that'll get done. Um, the question about lean bundle, like if you have a lean bundle, if you have three lean pub books that are being sold together and they're all by the same person, you shouldn't have to use lean bundle for that. But well, well, but, I, I, know, I don't know. I know. It's weird. It's tough. Well, the, I have a few answers because you asked the multiple questions yeah. there. Um, so, so you asked, how, how do you deal with that? But, um, I, I will reply to that afterwards. The first thing you said, um, you said right now about well, lean bundle and should we should we make it easier? Um, my uh, one of the things I've already uh, answered at um, at the lean pub uh, mailing list, uh, which is a great support by the way. Uh, but one of the things I've answered is if I if there is a way that I as an author can do it myself, um, then I don't think it's it's your top priority because you do have things that I'm still not able to do myself and then it's really good. Of course, you should you should at some point do some of these things, like having uh offering ways for people to, to buy them together. That that might be interesting uh for, for the translations. But it's it's not for me it's not a top priority. I haven't also started doing this. Well we haven't started selling um translations yet so so it's not on my plate yet, but it might be for some other people. But again, we, we thanks to Lean Bundle, we can deal with that. Yeah, um, or just so, coupon codes. You can just have coupon yeah. codes in LeanPub too. Yeah, so 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 that there is ways to deal with that, uh, and 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 then that's fine. But there are options that are not possible, and like with Lean Startup, you have to focus on on, on some stuff now. Uh, you asked for how do you do with that? Well, I have a, a very nice example. Um, I had a request for so I, I'm really busy with way too many projects, like like a lot of people, uh, and and this one is is one that's taking a lot of a uh, lot of my time. 
But I had a really interesting question from another lean potter who all asked me to write uh, a particular part um, in, in, in his book, uh, which I'm really interested in because it, it's something I've been talking about for three years and, and, and actually wrote a, a few articles about that, about the core protocols. But I, I really don't see how I could start writing it right now because I'm so busy with the Who Is book, Who Is Agile book. But then I realized that I just reviewed um, a book of a friend of mine about the core protocols in the last year. And my idea was to originally write that text and ask her to review. But I just sent her an email today and asked, hey, Vicky, would you be interested in, in to write most part of it? And then we can again work together on it. But you write the main part. And, and she said, yes. So I basically, I delegate all the things where... Uh, that are in the middle, right? Um, and this is this is partially how I create communities in a sense that um, I, I ask a lot for help to people, and um, and for example, I know that uh, so you know that I'm working also on on a lean startup that is working on on showing statistics for right. uh, for for book sales, and so yeah, I, I think this is where. I know that you guys really want to make much nicer statistics for for all the book sales and then all the all these things, but we we have a service that we think well we we can actually at at least in the first time we can kind of work together until the moment that you have time to to work more on on statistics, and and we could show some some of that stuff so you could you could delegate uh, and this is just an example but I I'm sure that some of the other stuff could be delegated like lean bundle. It's it's kind of delegated in 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 a in a way that you said well people can do that in a twenty four hour they can uh, as in a FedEx day they can just do something like that well it was kind of delegated to such a moment um, so so for me that's there's multiple ways of, of that delegation uh, the book is I have like yeah I think we have now fourteen people working on on one way or another on on the book. Uh, that's just crazy. That's just me asking for help, and then other people that are really glad that they can help out. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, I mean, so that's great. Is the Dropbox experience working well? For, like, I know that we've had our hiccups with the, in like the past few days with publishing, but other than that, in terms of collaboration, does the Dropbox approach work well for you, or do you need more? Um, I, I'm a really fan of Dropbox. I've been using it for for about half a year. Uh, for multiple things, so my Dropbox uh, account is uh, is is really full. I'm I'm at levels, uh, very high levels, because I use it. Yeah, I'm I'm doing trainings with other agile coaches basically around the world. So that's one way we we deal with uh, with large slideshows and, and other stuff. So I'm using that a lot. Um, with with now 14 people editing, um, we we have lost already some content. Um, and but we can find it back, so that's not a problem because thanks to Dropbox you can find the history back. But the the problem there is then then you have some kind of merging problems, and uh, of course JIT or or SVN or something would be better because you you have tools in in that are there for for merging. Yeah, and um, which is not possible with Dropbox, which is a shame because it's text. So it technically it could be merged. Yeah, no, I understand. Uh, but 
Okay, um, we, we're dealing with that by making sure that we communicate a little more. Um, um, I'm not sure how it will work with the translations. We, we have a spreadsheet that where people are saying, I'm working on that file. So I think with translations, it's probably less a problem. Uh, on, on the other side, the, the new files I'm adding to the book, um, I receive them. Um, I add what uh, I add a little introduction about the person, and I add a lot of links to it. And at the same time, other people are reviewing the text and and removing uh, so spelling mistakes and other mistakes. Hmm. And and that's why we had some hiccups. But we kind of I think that we we didn't lose anything yet uh, in the last two weeks. I think it's because we. We streamlined our communication better, so we we, we work around it, and um, I, I think it works for us. Where where Git or something would be more interesting is that we can fork uh, translations, uh, because now one thing that makes it harder is that if if I start with a new translation, we have to copy the files over, and at that level, we we kind of lose. If people are still changing it, uh, that's not a problem right now because there's, like I said, we have 50 people who are who are in the English book and they all need to be translated. And by the time we're there at 50, we'll probably have already added 10 or 20 more. So we'll probably finish the English books before they're halfway in, into the translations. So so I don't think we'll we'll have lots of problems there, but there might be a risk. Uh, that when we change something in some of the earlier files, uh, that it's kind of hard to see for the translators. And moreover, the, 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 the part where I see most of the problems is we have a file that's called library. So we have, I think, about 200... No, I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, I think about 100 books or, or 200 books in it that are sorted alphabetically. So every time I add a new contributor's answers, I add all the books that he's talking about in um, in his file, mm. uh, in his answers, and I add them alphabetically in the library. So if the people that are doing the translations have already translated part of the library, that that is a problem. Huh. You, uh, know, you know, I think there might be... I, let me just... So this is... Um, I have an idea that might work. Um, so... It's as an aside. We actually used to use Git um, and GitHub before we switched to Dropbox. Um, <clears throat> back in the day, LeanPub was the thing where you could either use GitHub and Git, or you could use uh, the on in the website WordPress, like editing your book in the browser. And the conclusion we came to was that Git was too elitist, um, and that the website one was just terrible because, like, writing a book and you shouldn't write a book in a web browser and Git was put us out of the reach of almost everyone. Um, how, so, but we really like Git. We use it internally. Like whenever you click publish, now we make a. We had to reset this when we just did did our recent um, refactoring. But now, whenever you click publish or preview, we make a new Git commit of everything. But the interesting thing is, we ignore Git repository like .git directories, mm -hmm. and so what that means is you can use Git yourself with the LeanPub book, and it will have no effect on our use of Git with the LeanPub book. And so what you could do is you could have one 
Git repository for your book and all the translations as forks. And you could use GitHub to share as well. And then the convention would be that you just have Dropbox, you just, you just check it out in multiple places, each into a different Dropbox folder for the translation. And right. the translation would just be on the branch, but that's just the equivalent of you having, I mean, it's a bit ironic that you'd have, like, for example, if you have all the translations, like, let's say there's five translations on your computer, then you'd have six copies of the same Git repository on your computer. Well, whatever. They're all just on different, they're all just on different branches, but you'd still be able, I think there's a workflow you could use where you could right. have all the benefits of Git and we like because our goal at LeanPub with with Git at a high level is we think Git is like the best way by far for distributed version control, and we should not ever get in the way of authors using Git and GitHub, and so without requiring authors to use Git and GitHub, and so I think you could actually set it up the way you want with all the branches, um, with branches for different translations, all with one repository, and have Git for diffing and merging and whatnot, and and it would I think it would work just fine. The, I think that okay. it would take some work, obviously, to pull it all back together. You'd have to be, what you want to do basically is have everyone pause and then just make, have one person, presumably you, do all the, all the grunt right. work. But I think it is possible. And if it's not possible, for some reason, let me know. Because, like, if, if something LeanPub does stops you from doing that, let me know. Because it shouldn't be the case. Because for us, like, like for us, my goal is for LeanPub to be usable by people like us who can use Git just fine, or by people like my dad who, you know, it's like, you know, mm -hmm. I, I have to show him Dropbox for the first time, let alone Git, right? So, mm -hmm. well, yeah. the, the 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 advantage of Dropbox is exactly that is that we have some people helping out uh, that are that are actually not used to LeanPub uh, to to Git. Uh, so they that would definitely be a lot harder. Uh, I actually worked uh, with a few authors uh, that have even have problems with with Dropbox because um, I shared the Dropbox with all the contributors. Right. So everybody who who wrote it, so there's like forty people in uh, right now in in the Dropbox because some of them uh, did accept, others didn't. But uh, some of these people. Um, and then I'm talking more about some of the agile coaches who who, who never wrote software themselves already had problems with Dropbox. So I, I agree there that going to GitHub. Yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah, yeah, I exactly. wish every, if everybody used Git, life would be fantastic, right? I mean, when I said <laughs> exactly. I was working on an autobiography, I'm like, yeah, well, it's like, and I was trying to explain why what what distributed version control was, and I was explaining well. If you write something six months ago and then delete it and change it, how can you compare these things if they're in Microsoft Word? And just the idea that this is something that you should be easily able to do and get really angry if you can't do it is like, okay, yeah. Once you get that idea, then it's like, okay. Then now you understand, you know, yeah. But, um, okay, well, no, this is... Oh, actually, I have a question. Like Back to LeanPub. Um, so one thing I found really interesting about uh, who is Agile is the the pricing that you did because like your spread of not like so your minimum price is ninety nine cents and your suggested price is twenty nine dollars and ninety nine cents and that's probably like the largest spread other than free and a big price that I think we've seen so what was what have you found okay. with that and what's led to that thinking and I'm curious because I think okay. you might have something here 
Okay, I, I, I really believe in having people setting their, their own price. So I started out with actually zero and twenty nine ninety nine. Right. But then I, I, I think it was Johanna Rotman who said to me, like, if you're crazy, you should not sell anything that you spend so much time in it for just for zero. So they should at least give some money. Um, so I wasn't really convinced yet, but I said, I... Um, when, when people that smart like Joanna say, tell me that I'm wrong, I'm listening. Uh, so even if I didn't grab the idea, I said, okay, let's just change it to, to 0.99. Uh, my idea with, with the uh, pr um, proposed price was that I had the idea that the proposed price would be the maximum that people would pay. Mm. And that's exactly what happened. Of course, it's, it's a little bit biased because it's that high. Um, but I said, let, let's see what happens. And I get prices a little bit all over the place. Um, I had, in the beginning when it was zero, a lot of people zero. But of course, I also had all these authors who contributed and that, that uh, at, at least some of them bought it. And I, they, they spent probably more time on it uh, than I did, or at least some of them. Uh, spend a lot of time in, in creating these answers, so I thought they, they could download it uh, for free. Right. That's, so that was happy for me, or fine for me. Um, but uh, I thought also that um, it, it's, I have no idea how much money to sell this on, so I let people set their own price. And um, that was interesting to see what people would actually pay for it. Um, and in that sense, I, I have an idea of, of multiple people paying multiple things. And I'm, and I'm convinced that if I would have sold, set it to, to 8 euros, for example, right. I would probably have more sales but less money. Um, and now I let people decide. And there, is, there are a lot of people, well, a lot. There, there are people who are actually paying 0 0.99 there are, I think, about 25% pays the, the, that uh, maximum price or that uh, proposed price. Right. So, so that's interesting to see that. Um, yeah, it was for me. It was a kind of a kind of play. Let Let's see what people will do with it. Uh, I never intend to get rich of this um, of this book uh, because I I know that uh, there's not many people who can live of these books. Uh, so my idea was just let if I can make some some money out of it, it's nice. If I can, um, uh, yeah. Right, that makes sense. Um, it's interesting. We we found um, with some books that have a smaller spread, like say three dollars and eight dollars, or three dollars and four dollars and ten dollars, we've seen some people pay actually more than the suggested price, um, and we've also seen people round up, like where like for example, if it's a ten dollar book and that makes the author earn eight dollars and fifty cents with the royalty we've seen people grab the, like grab the royalty slider and drag that up ten dollars and so people will buy the book for like eleven dollars and sixty cents or something but um yeah i think and with free i think you're right that obviously um free is slightly easier to buy than not free because you have to use paypal for not free and and since we're in canada using alternate payment like we'd love to use like for example stripe or like google checkout or amazon checkout but these are more of a pain for um you know non-american startups than american startups um but 
we've, we've, we found that, w that, when, that when you enable free, you get a lot more purchases, but then a lot of them are just free. And I'm not sure, I think, I don't know what the answer is. Um, I'm not sure whether, f I think free is an interesting thing for some books that are mass market, but that when, once you have a minimum price, then the spread you get goes a lot more toward the suggested than with free. Um, yeah. Anyway, so this is this has been really useful, interesting for, for me. Anyway, I'm not sure for listeners. Um, but do you have? She um, have one more, one last question, which is um, actually a couple last questions. So, how could what would be what, what surprised you the most about using LeanPub so far? About your experience with it. Um. It what what's I'm really happy about is is the way you guys support things. Uh, so I'm I'm happy surprised. Uh, I was kind of expecting it, but it's it's really nice to see that you guys are are really doing it the right way. Um, so so that's that's a happy surprise. Uh, I like to work with smart people. I like to work with uh, so that you seem to have all of that. And you see, which is most important for me, to have the real agile mindset uh, for the focusing. Um, so I like that. Um, the, the negative surprise is um, is what you just said, PayPal. Uh, I, I don't like PayPal at all. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've said it before. Uh, I, I understand your problem with payments. That's exactly what we're... We're at this moment trying to solve with with Pragalter as well. We will go for uh, an official uh, sales uh, with lots of chat, but that's that's not easy. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're right there in in the middle with with doing all that kind of stuff. Uh, but so, but I yeah, it, I understand the the problems that you have with with that. Uh, we I personally don't want to go with PayPal for my own startup because I heard so many companies having trouble that PayPal at one point decides, well, we'll block all your money, and, and so that's that's not a road I want to go to. Uh, but that's just a choice, right? Right. Uh, but I've seen, yeah, people not wanting to go pay for the book, and that was actually yeah. another reason to, to put it zero in the beginning, which I already forgot, is that, well, then anybody can, can, can pay. Um, they can just download the book and, and find another way. Um, so that that that's possible as well. If if it's at zero, otherwise it's not. Um, yeah, we, we've had we've had like thousands of people, you know, download like buy books and um, get free books, and we've had like probably about five or ten like sort of indignant. I'm not going to use PayPal because they're bad types of feedback, mm -hmm. which means there's probably like about five ten times that who think that way. But that's still like it's it's a it's a small percentage. It's probably like one percent or two percent. But we do it in a second. If if it was as easy as using Stripe, like as soon, like I think that probably the day after Stripe is available in Canada, we'll probably be trying to integrate it. Mm -hmm. But um, it's it's a hard it's a sort of a hard annoying problem, and we have so many other problems that we just have to prioritize, right? Um, right, and that that I I think it's it's correct because maybe by the time that the other problems are solved, maybe yeah. other services are available in Canada, exactly. and then it's not, exactly. not, then it's not a problem. So I, I although I don't like that it's only PayPal, I do understand that this is your priority. Yeah.
Yeah, we want to make we want to make LeanPub as good as possible for authors. I mean, right now you can't even put parts in a book, which is the thing I, I'm going to be coding next. <laughs> so, um, uh, um, well, anyway, thanks. This has been really nice, Eve. So, thank you very much for talking talking with me. Um, yeah, and I'm going to post this uh, this week, I think, on LeanPub, and also um, look at adapting this into. Uh, into the lean publishing book I'm writing. And if I do that, I'll, I'll ping you like beforehand and show you what the section looks like and you see if you have, if you're fine with that or if you have any feedback or comments, okay. et cetera. Excellent. Cool. Well, thank, thank you, very, you much. very much. Thanks. Thank you. And thank you for being a lean pub author.